Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, and joining me today is Dr. Sandra Carr, Program Coordinator for the South Carolina Commission on Higher Education. She's got a vast amount of experience that she can't wait to share with us. And this is actually her first time on a podcast. So we are happy to introduce her here. And before we do get started, I have to turn your attention to TreyGamers.com, where you can subscribe to the Dash Podcast and get updates on the episodes we put out weekly that feature educators who facilitate solutions for school communities. While you're on the get that while you're on TreyGamers.com, excuse me, you can look for your copy of Every Decision Counts, Eight Lessons I Wish They Taught Me in School. So without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to Dr. Sandra Carr. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good, good. Thank you so much. Awesome. Feeling wonderful. Good. I'm glad to have you with us today. Um, you've got a lot of information and a lot of work that you've done particularly with the SC Commission on Higher Education and the Academic Common Market. Um, can you, what, what are, what is the Commission of Higher Education and what is the Academic Common Market? The Commission on Higher Education is the coordinating board for South Carolina public higher education institutions. And we provide guidance, uh, we review programs, we handle the budget, we disperse the money to the institutions. Um, we are the entity for higher education. Hmm. And, and we have different programs that we uh, provide for our citizens and um, to keep them engaged and to be abreast of all of the avenues that we take to provide the best system in the United States of America. Um, the program Academic Common Market is a tuition savings program and is a volunteer program that has been existence that has been in existence for over 30 plus years. And it saves the citizens of the state thousands of dollars for tuition fees. And what we do is provide the opportunity for our citizens to leave the state if there's a program that we do not offer in South Carolina and they want to pursue that degree, then they have to be a resident and um, we will review the application and then they are certified as South Carolina citizens and be able to take advantage of attending the school out of state without having to pay in they will pay in-state rates instead of out-of-state rates. Hmm. So that's so. Those are some really impactful decisions that you're able to make and impact that the Commission on Higher Education has on our high school students and the youth of South Carolina. Can you talk me talk to us about your journey through education and how you got to this point here? Well, I started at the Commission on Higher Higher Education over thirty plus years ago. And when I was hired there, I was a administrative assistant with a high school diploma. And working in higher education and seeing the people maneuver through the system, and it was a lot of people that I worked with that had um, PhDs. 
And so I said in my, to myself, that's what I would like to do. So I decided to pursue that goal. And I got my bachelor's, I got my master's, and I have my PhD. And now I'm back in school again. I'm going for a master's in health administration. And that is something that I really didn't think that I was going to do, but I'm a caregiver for my mother. And um, working through the healthcare system has been difficult and challenging. And I wanted to know more so that I could ask the right questions and yeah. provide the best care I could for my mother. So that's why I'm back in school. So I am a lifetime learner. I love that. And that's a great example for everybody that's coming up behind you. What do you feel like is your greatest reward or success in education? My greatest reward to me has been to receive my degrees and to know that I can share my knowledge with others so that they can realize their potential and hopefully have a positive change in their lives because I am a change agent. Mm. Mm, I love that. I love that. And as a change agent, you know, obviously your work as a program coordinator in academic common market state coordinator, you have an opportunity to really impact a lot of the youth in our state. How do you see, uh, do you interact directly with some of the students? Or are you more on the administrative side um, helping the programs go through? I interact directly with the student. Um, oh. They most I get a lot of emails and a lot of phone calls um, concerning the program because you know people want to save money and it's very expensive to go to college. Mm -hmm. So um, and I talk to a lot of parents because the students are you know high school graduates and some of them are still in, in high school but their parents are being proactive and trying to find out how they can lower the cost of higher education. So I talk constantly and email people quite a bit. And um, I try to talk to people that I see in my daily life at the grocery store, wherever I am. Yeah. I, and it's a young person, even older people that might help children. I'll share my card, share what I do, and ask them to contact me. For because sure. a lot of people are not aware of this program that live in South Carolina. So like thinking more about the program, I work with some students that are in 10th grade. You know, I've got some ninth grade students that I work with and even at Coker College, there's some students I work with. So when should somebody contact you and why should they reach out to you? Like what kind of programs do you have that assist students and how do they qualify? Well, um, the first thing they should try to do is to go to the chesc.gov. That's our website and review the website to see what type of programs we have, what type of services, because we have regulations online, we got what residency means, we work with veterans, we work with all citizens, whatever walk of life they have. So I suggest they go to the website and of course they can contact me directly and I will share the information that I have about the 15 states that we work with, they're all Southern states. And this program, Academic Common Market, is administered through the Southern Region Education Board. And um, they are the ones that 
house all of the data and the um, search engine, but I normally have to walk the citizen through the process so that they can be aware of what is necessary for them to participate. Okay. What's the favorite program that you're a part of or the one that you think is most impactful for the students that you're working with? Well, the favorite part I like is um, when they call, a lot of times they don't even know exactly what type of degree they want to pursue. Mm -hmm. So I like to take them to the search engine and um, I say, well, what state would you like to live in? And then we'll go from there and um, we'll look at some of the schools, look at what programs they offer. And um, the inventory does not have programs that we offer in the state. So that gives them a light bulb um, that I don't have to be a teacher, I don't have to be a nurse, I could be a nuclear engineer, I could be an aerospace um, pilot, um, I could do maintenance. It's just so many different avenues that um, our children, our youth can pursue, but they have to be aware of what programs are out there. Right, right. And I also contact every um, counselor twice a year at all of the high schools. I send information to them about the program. So when their students come in to talk about college, they have something to share with them. Mm. So tell me, Dr. Carr, what have you learned through your journey in education in what has that helped you learn about yourself? How, what did you learn now that you didn't know when you started your job at the SC Commission of Higher Education? Well, I've taken two self-assessment personality tests. And um, I th think it's very important for to be a good leader or to be an employee is to know yourself and to um, know where your weaknesses and strengths are. And if you start early, when you start your career, with having a self-assessment, a personality test, um, that would put you in an advantage to um, be able to work with your skills, um, improve your skills, communicate better, and overall, it'll make you more successful. Yes, yes, I love that. I love that. Do you feel like there's any more goals or what else are you striving for in your career that you haven't done yet? Well, um, I do want to work back. I've worked in the community prior to um, getting back in school again. I was the Richland County Vice President for the Democratic Party for two terms, and I enjoyed that very much um, helping our citizens about voting. And now what I want to help them with is health. I think that we need to more to learn more about our bodies, um, learn more about services that are available, how to go about getting them. And that would, if you have a healthy life, um, other things will balance out and you would just be a happier person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I appreciate that so much. And, and the work that you do with 
the state commission. Is there any other words that you want to leave with the audience and the folks that are listening today? Yes, I just want everyone to realize that this is a society that is culturally diverse and communication is essential. And especially with management, managers and leaders are responsible for facilitating communication with an array of stakeholders, business, including professionals, board members, and the broader community. Issues such as health literacy, high stress environments, and vulnerable, pop and vulnerable populations may impact communications. And administrators must be able to use a variety of communication skills and channels to express themselves and to deliver the organization's message or even for an individual to make sure that they're communicating where the person fully understands and um, it just makes you more successful when you are trained and you put forth your best communication skills and using email, the internet, all kind of different apps that we have for, to communicate and not being able to see the people, we have to learn how to communicate in different ways. Mm. So my, so I would suggest communications courses, whatever you could do to do your best with your communication skills. Absolutely, thank you for sharing that. Where can the people find you at? On an email or website or anything? Yes, um, as I said, my name is Dr. Sandra Carr and my cell telephone number is 803-261-3592. Feel free to call anytime. My work number is 803-737-2274. If you are interested in higher education, give me a call. Yeah. Also, my email address is scar at chpe.sc.gov or c-a-r-r-s-a-u-n-d-r-a-6-9 at gmail.com. I would like to leave with one other thing, um, a comment that a lady by the name of Paulson, she, her name, she says, leaders are not good leaders if they are so ego-driven that they are always standing in front of the team and taking the credit. The most empowering way to lead, she says, is to inspire people so they become able to realize their potential. So that's what we need to do, inspire, encourage all of our citizens. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Dr. Carr, and for your time today. Well, thank you for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure to speak about education and to um, spread the word that we need people that are educated because in the 21st century, this is a knowledge-based 21st century. Thank yep. you so much. No problem. No problem. And thank you for listening. 
You can find Dr. Carr with all her information that she just shared. And you can also go to TreyGamers.com right now to subscribe for every episode of the Dash Podcast and hear more about different ways that we can work together. So uh, together we make our world better. That is, and everybody needs SEL. So if you're considering implementation of an SEL program at your school, please go to TreyGamers.com and set up a time for us to talk and do a complimentary SEL inventory. We will see you next time. This is The Dad.